Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Thursday, July 30th, 2020. Here's what's happening in the entertainment industry, media biz, and social platforms. With a to-be-expected industry reaction to the Universal Pictures AMC Theaters deal, a bunch of new film and TV projects, subscriber updates at Comcast and Peacock, and uh, some other fun stuff. I mean, why would I tell you everything at the top? Plus, of course, a check-in with my favorite non-alcoholic brew, Athletic Brewing. And Showtime dropped the first teaser for The Comey Rules. That's their fall limited series based on the James Comey book. The link to the teaser is in the episode show notes. And just one quick service note here. Uh, podcast episodes are typically up around 8 a.m. West Coast time each morning. But I found that depending upon where you listen, you may need to refresh your podcast app to see that it's there. Places like Apple Podcasts uh, pretty much added as soon as it's up but iTunes, uh, not so much. Spotify is usually pretty close, but other ones like Overcast may take a while, so just FYI. Anyway, now over to Hollywood. Well, the world's second largest movie theater chain, Cineworld, didn't take long to respond to the Universal Pictures AMC Theaters deal. Their CEO said, quote, We don't see any business sense in the model, according to Deadline. Well, that doesn't sound promising. Uh, Cineworld operates the second largest theater chain in the U.S., Regal Cinemas, which has over 7,000 screens in the U.S. However, there has curiously been no word out of the country's third largest chain, Cinemark, or the movie theater trade group, NATO. Now, if Regal indeed does not join this arrangement, you could see a scenario evolve where Universal's big titles, like, say, a Fast and Furious movie, do business as usual in all theater chains, but perhaps smaller-scale movies, like, say, a Blumhouse horror movie, play exclusively in AMC's 660 U.S. theaters before going on to premium video on demand after three weekends, and pretty much just skipping all other movie theaters entirely, like Regal and Cinemark. But again, we'll see. Uh, Universal currently still has Candyman in October, but doesn't have a major film until later in November with the international rights on the next Bond movie. So uh, this has some time to simmer. And sign me up for that casting news. Uh, Jordan Peele and Issa Rae are teaming up to produce what seems like a psychological thriller called Sinkhole at Universal Pictures. Although at this point, it looks like while Issa will also star in it, Jordan is just producing. Come on, Jordan. According to Deadline, Universal beat out several bidders for the project with a low seven figures payday to acquire the short story that the project is based on. As for that story, it, quote, engages on the question of female perfection and identity and revolves around a couple who moves into a house with a sinkhole in the backyard that apparently fixes broken and destroyed things. I mean, okay, great, but does that count toward the property taxes or what? Fox Searchlight has hired Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg to write the script for a movie based on a documentary called Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood which tells the story of World War II vet Scotty Bowers, who went on to become a legendary bisexual hustler, as well as an arranger for gay Hollywood movie stars from the 1940s to the start of the AIDS crisis, according to Deadline. Call Me By Your Name director Luca Guadagnino is attached to direct. The documentary was based on a tell-all book by Bowers, thoughtfully titled Full Service. And you can insert your own wink there. Disney Plus picked up a remake of the movie Black Beauty with Mackenzie Foy, who was in Disney's Nutcracker movie, playing the young woman at the heart of the story, and Kate Winslet voicing the titular horse. According to The Hollywood Reporter, it'll debut on the service later this year, and no acquisition price was given. Over in the glorious world of television... Stanley Tucci is coming to AMC in a limited series called La Fortuna. That's from the director of The Others, Alejandro Amenabar, according to the trades. The Spanish co-production focuses on a diplomat trying to recover sunken treasure stolen by Tucci's character, and will begin shooting in Spain this week. 
And Netflix has been out of the content headlines for at least two days now, so uh, can't have that. They've acquired seven black comedy TV series from the 90s and 2000s, including Moesha, Sister Sister, The Game, and Girlfriends, among others. The series will have a staggered rollout starting in early August through mid-October, according to the trades. And Warner Media has a new head of casting for HBO Max and the Turner Networks. Linda Lowy is joining as exec VP of casting. She led casting on pretty much all of the Shonda Rhimes series, as well as on HBO Max's original series, including their first one, Love Life. She's being joined by Henry Russell Bergstein as VP of casting. So congrats to Linda and Henry on the new gigs. And to me for resisting making any kind of pun about them being cast in a new role. Ah, damn it. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With TikTok competitor Triller getting a new big investment check, several hundred thousand people continuing to cut their cable TV at Comcast, some broad peacock numbers, and a look at the long-term damage being done to the ad agency business in COVID times. Plus, today's pop quiz. How many movies do Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have sole written by credit on? And what was the last one? The answer, after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. So I gotta say, my ice-cold athletic lunch brew after a hot summer five-mile walk yesterday was really the highlight of my day. And I mean, it wasn't that exciting of a day, but uh, still. Crisp, refreshing, and all around just a delightful addition to any work-from-home afternoon. I go with the Golden Ale, which just has 50 calories, but their Run Wild IPA is also a fine choice. When you want a little more juicy hop character, and that one's just 70 calories. Best of all, they ship to all 50 states, so go to athleticbrewing.com shop. And the shipping is free when you get just two six-packs or more. And I'm sure it's just as hot wherever you are, so uh, trust me, you'll go through 12 pretty quick. That's athleticbrewing.com shop. The direct link is at the bottom of this episode's show notes, because I'm a giver. Except when it comes to sharing my Golden Ale. And now the answer to today's pop quiz... While Seth and Evan's names are on numerous projects over the years, they only have sole writing credit on four films. Superbad, of course, followed by Pineapple Express, The Green Hornet, and their last movie with soul written by credit was This Is The End, back in 2013. Now, over to the media biz and social platforms. The TikTok wars continue to rapidly escalate as Fox Business reported that competitor Triller, backed by the major music labels, is raising 200 to 300 million dollars of funding to accelerate what's quickly shaping up to be a challenge to TikTok here in the US, not only from Triller but also the very soon to launch Instagram Reels. TikTok is obviously far in the lead from a user base and revenue point of view. They're targeting 1 billion dollars of revenue in 2020 and potentially up to 6 billion next year according to Reuters. But with the looming cloud of regulation or a sale over its head and Triller lining up serious funding for international expansion and now also suing TikTok for patent infringement this week, well, Farmer Ted always said it best. This is getting good. Peacock had 10 million people sign up for accounts from its April launch through June. This only represents Comcast subscribers who signed up, though we'll see if Comcast releases any Peacock numbers after the July 15th national launch in their earnings call conversation today. To note, those are 10 million accounts created, not an indication of active users or Comcast subs who chose to pay 5 bucks a month for the ad-free version. But even if those 10 million were all free accounts, that's still far ahead of the sign-up rate for HBO Max from HBO subscribers. Elsewhere at Comcast, they lost another 427,000 cable TV subscribers from April through June. 
Comcast is still by far the biggest cable TV provider with around 19.5 million cable subs, but losing close to 500,000 of them in a three-month period uh, isn't a great look. Ad revenue also dropped 27% at NBCU in the second quarter, which is pretty much in line with the losses seen at other companies like Warner Media and Twitter. Over on the other side of the advertising business, advertiser agency conglomerate Omnicom also reported a 23% drop in client revenue. Omnicom has also laid off about 6,100 people during COVID times as a result, although they do seem to be one of the hardest hit. However, the Times piece also outlines how the tens of thousands of jobs that have already been cut will very likely just not return to the ad business, ever. As many advertisers are really starting to see the excess in their spending in pre-COVID times, and that a good deal of it was just not required. And that not every ad has to cost half a million dollars to make. Looking at one of the most famous phrases in advertising, I know half of my ad budget doesn't work. Problem is, I don't know which half. It sounds like the COVID recession is uh, starting to provide some answers. The Times piece is a great read, so the link is in the episode show notes. The creative digital and print employees at Hearst have now voted to unionize with the WGA East, according to Deadline, seemingly against the wishes of Hearst corporate. But the matter is now settled and the WGA East is going to welcome about 500 new members. Also, just FYI, current WGA members ratified their new three-year deal with the studios yesterday. And a bit of a sad note to finish out on today with some more celebrity divorce news. As Tracy Morgan and his wife Megan are splitting up after five years and one child together, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The big new programming note today is uh, the NBA. It's restarting. Be there. The first game is the Jazz versus the Pelicans, followed by the Lakers and the Clippers. And I guess every team is the home team in Florida. The first game tips off at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. Oprah is also dropping her new what I think is a weekly interview series on Apple TV called The Oprah Conversation. Today's first episode features author Ibram X. Kendi, and in a bit of a throwback to her talk show days, the episode will drop at 4 p.m. today on Apple TV. If you'd rather go relive the 2000s, uh, CBS All Access has added about 70 library TV series from the Viacom vault to the service today, according to CNBC. That includes all episodes of shows like Chappelle's Show and Laguna Beach. Now that's a doubleheader. The larger expansion and rebrand of CBS All Access is still not expected until next year, although Viacom brands like MTV, BET, and Nickelodeon all now have dedicated branded areas on the app as of today. But a much more entertaining option for your late afternoon today is Lollapalooza, who is kicking off a four-day free streaming event on YouTube at 6 p.m. East Coast time. From now through Sunday, they'll stream A-list performances from previous festivals, conversations with folks like Michelle Obama and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, as well as some new live performances from a variety of artists, including Cascade and H.E.R. Hey, I know how to ease into a slow jam when appropriate. And if you haven't yet, give a rating on the Apple podcast to this year podcast. And how exactly do you do that, you ask? Well, when you open your Apple podcast app and click on the wake up podcast, just scroll down a little bit and you'll see an area to rate and review. Click the fifth star and definitely not the first star. And it's as easy as that. While you're there, you can also leave a brief review or uh, just say what up. And if you would consider sharing a link of the podcast on your socials, whether Twitter, LinkedIn or Facebook, it's all very much appreciated to help spread the word which is a fancy term for my marketing budget. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. I have to choose.